You are listening to Rouge, White, and Blue, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. White and Blue CFL podcast, the post Grey Cup 2018 edition. My name is Saz Davis. I'll be your co-host for the show. But more importantly, the conquering hero, the returning fan from Edmonton, Joe Pritchard. Joe, welcome back. Any problems getting through the border? No, I, I'm, I'm rather surprised I'm still part of this team. I thought you kicked me out for being absent so long, but uh, I'm glad to be back in both ways. <laughs> well, you're not you're not talking about me. I'm sure I'm not going to do another monologue on this show. And we would we would much enjoy having quality Americans such as yourself back here south of the border, as you and Rod Black like to say. Hey, if it works, it works, right? <laughs> All right. Um, of course, everybody that's listening to this podcast certainly saw the Great Cup. But what the heck, Joe? I haven't had a chance to talk to you about the Great Cup. So let's talk about this Great Cup. Okay. You're watching it at the ground level. How are your seats? I wasn't exactly at ground level. I was about 80 rows up. But 80 rows it was up. smack dab between the 50 and 55-yard line. So I had a great oh. Oh, very nice. Yeah, all right. You see the whole field. We'll talk about more about in-depth about your experience in a little bit, but I just wanted to get some idea of what you could see and what you couldn't see. Um, impressions of this game? It went exactly the way I thought it was going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe minus a Calgary touchdown. But okay. Okay. I, I was thinking 34 to 10, 27, wow. 16. Eh, yeah, not quite the blowout I expected, but I did know that Calgary was going to clamp down on the Ottawa offense. Uh, it seems to me, anyway, that Ottawa's offense is based on other people screwing up. Trevor Harris is excellent at the short mm. ball and can hit a deep ball just enough to make you not want to sit on that short ball. But Calgary's defense does something that nobody else in the league seems to do, and that's tackle extremely well. Okay. So you get that five-yard pass, and you're getting five yards instead of you get that five-yard pass and, hey, look, that's 12 and a first down. Right. Right. Okay. I, 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 I like this viewpoint. Um, I was kind of – you know, I this wasn't a classic, right? This wasn't a mind-blower like the 2015 Grey Cup, right? But on the other hand, it wasn't – you know, this sort of sloppy, almost reduce, uh, reduce things to random chance. That was last year's Super Bowl, the 2017 Grey Cup. So in my view, this was just kind of a solid football game. And to me, what it was is this was textbook Calgary play, right? First half, you know, you get the scores, you come out swinging in the first quarter, you get those early points, and then, you know, like you said, you clamp down in that second half, and you don't allow any nonsense. I mean, the way that rather than in the fourth quarter, as they were building a lead, as they were gaining more and more points on Ottawa, rather than go into that prevent defense with three minutes left, rather than just let them burn up a bunch of time and run the field, they were getting turnovers. They're forcing fumbles. They're getting sacks, you know, just to make sure that this Ottawa team is not going to get past the 55 for the rest of this quarter. You know, and I thought that was very nicely. Excellent, excellent game by the Stamps, uh, who may look completely different next year. Uh, we could talk a little bit about that later on. Um, I just wanted to say this, too. I, I was kind of hoping Dr. Roos was going to be here. Uh, we're not sure where he is. He's playing hooky tonight. Not hockey, but hooky uh, from the show tonight, I, I suppose. Because I think I've done this on this show before, this rant, but I got to get this one out again because I, I looked at the official website yesterday and today, and I was I was a little bit uh, 
miffed at this. I, I was kind of glad that this wasn't, you know, like a real nail biter, a real scoreboard spinner, or a real grinded out game. You know, I was, I was kind of glad it wasn't a classic, paradoxically, because what bugs me about the modern age is that there's this rush after every event to go online and proclaim it the greatest this or the greatest that or the most wonderful, amazing this. And is this guy the greatest of all time? And unfortunately, it seems like the CFL is not unsusceptible to this because I go there and I see that the official podcast, I, I guess it's the official podcast of the league is calling Bo Levy Mitchell the greatest of all time. Let's see. Okay, so the Waggle, the Waggle, that's the name of the podcast. The headline for this podcast was, Has Bo Reached Goat, Greatest of All Time, Status Yet? Joe, you want to get in uh, a thought on this? Is Bo Levy Mitchell the greatest of all time? No. Okay. Thank you. And, Thank and, you. And I say that as a believer. Okay. I just don't think he's the greatest of all time. That That's awfully hard to say for one thing. Mm-hmm. And when you have guys like Flutie and Warren Moon running around, that's awfully hard to say, hey, look, you've been here five years. You're the greatest. Now. Right. Okay. Thank you. That's just what I wanted to hit on. Okay. Every time this happens, everybody, and I want to, especially American football fans, keep this in mind as Drew Brees plays in the Super Bowl this year, okay? Let's have some historical perspective, okay? Have you seen, Joe, have you seen this episode of A Football Life? I believe it's an ESPN program, uh, the one about Doug Flutie. Yeah, I think, yeah, the NFL Network one. Yeah, 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 NFL Network. Mm -hmm. That's it, that's it. Okay, this guy... Played for Donald Trump. Okay, this guy played for Mike Ditka. This guy played for Bill Belichick. Okay, this guy jumped around. You know, he drop kicked in a game. Okay, here's another one for you, Anthony Calvillo. Okay, Anthony Calvillo right now is working on the second chapter in his CFL career. Okay, now we'll see how good a coordinator slash quarterbacks coach or whatever he turns out to be. But the point is, is that, you know, this guy is building a long history here. <laughs> I mean, it's like you said, you can't be like this guy bookends a five-year career in the CFL and he's probably going to end up being a backup somewhere like San Francisco next season, you know, uh, and we're rushing to, to, to question if he's greatest of all time. How about like, is he in the top 10 of all time? You know, I don't even know if you can have that discussion yet. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's got enough mileage to say that kind of thing. So just like everybody, sports fans, I know this is de rigueur. I know this is the way the internet works and stuff. And ESPN and TSN, I know this is the way they work. But geez, let's have some perspective. Okay, rant over. Um, let me ask you this one. I was really hoping that Dr. Roos was going to be here because we were having an interesting discussion on Twitter during the game. Most outstanding player of the game? Mm. <laughs> I, I, as, yeah, as far as his answer would go, nobody because nobody scored to Rouge. So I got his answer. <laughs> right uh, In fact, there was only one opportunity. Yes. Uh, I would have to say... That's really hard to say. Right. And the re- and Bo won it because the default is to go to the winning quarterback if nobody stands out. And it's not to say Bo had a bad game. He just had to have a game that you look at and go, yep, he's the MOP. Right there. That's it. It right. was, okay, who else do you have? Hmm. <laughs> well, this is okay, the thing. fine. <laughs> this, this is the thing, right? Because, okay, we were talking at the end of the game. It was Dr. Rouge and I and a couple of other folks, you know, from CFL Twitter. To, sorry, I don't have the names in front of me right now or the handles in front of me right now. But uh, he wanted to go with Terry Williams. And okay, you know, did a nice job returning. And, and towards the end of the game, I was thinking, you know, after, after he got the touchdown return, I was thinking, okay, this could be a case, uh, for example, when your when your Green Bay Packers won the Super Bowl and uh, the special teams, the return man, won the uh, MVP award in that Super Bowl. Uh, so I was thinking, yeah, you could have a situation like that. But then I looked at the numbers today, and, man, he was hit for a loss once. 
You know, I mean, the rest of the game, he only had like 16 yards on returns. So basically, you want him to be MOP on one play. Okay, so it can't be him, right? I can't really go as much as I want to. I can't go with my boy Alex Singleton. I mean, yeah, he had eight tackles, a couple for a loss, but, eh, you know, I mean, that's what he does, right? So nothing outstanding there. Um, you know, who else is there? We, we talked about Jamar Wall. Uh, he had the clutch interception at the end. But, again, that's like one play. Uh, Trey Roberson's stats look pretty good. He had five tackles. He had a forced fumble. He had an interception. But two of the, the you know, the fumble and the interception were in the final two minutes of the game. You know, almost garbage time. Almost garbage time. Uh, but Ottawa was playing it out. Uh, you know, you can't even take the offensive lineman which is something I want to see before I die. I want to see in one of these high-level football games, I want to see an offensive lineman get most viable, most outstanding player. I'm dying for this. I did this on the last podcast. I was talking about this. But I can't even go with these guys. You know, Bo Levy threw a rushed interception. Uh, He was sacked once, maybe twice, I think, at least once. Uh, So I can't go with them. So it has to be Bo Levy Mitchell, and here's why. My favorite stat, possession time. You know, Calgary actually had 40-some-odd, I want to say about 45 fewer yards of offense in this game, but 35 and almost a half minutes of possession time. And that won the game. That combined with a couple of ugly interceptions won the game. Yeah, yep, and Calgary's defense getting out of his offense off the field so that Bo could go do that. Right, but I also think that this particular game showed the uselessness of most outstanding, most valuable player awards sometimes. I would argue all the time, but... Really? All the time? Well, I, I think it's nice. I think it's nice when a game changer, especially like, for example, that year when uh, Vaughn Miller won it in the uh, Super Bowl. I thought that was nice uh, that they recognized him for, you know, being such a dominant force. But again, you know, I, I'm prejudiced towards the defense anyway. <laughs> I right. like the but defense. When, it, when a player stands head and shoulders above his peers... It, yeah, and you see that he's listed in the MVP in the in the history book. It's like, oh yeah, that's the game he went nuts. Right. But then there's some other games where, oh, right, uh, we didn't know who to give it to. Yeah. Right. When you're asking, when you when you have to ask the trivia question, who won the MVP in Super Bowl or or Great Cup, such and such. Yeah, exactly. Well, good game. Um, let's very briefly. Uh, I'm going to talk about your experience, but very briefly. So typically at this time of year, I and a lot of other people like to kind of do the freak show thing and talk about, you know, the odds on next great cup. Like, what are you looking for next year? However, as I understand it, Joe, and maybe you can, maybe you know a little bit more about it than I do. As I understand it, this collective bargaining agreement expiration kind of makes a milkshake out of everybody's roster, right? I mean, I saw where BC Lions re-signed Odell Willis today. I know Johnny Manziel is anchored to the Alouettes next year, but... Anchored is the right word. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah, oh yeah, like a dead weight, I know. I know, I didn't want to to dwell on the point. Thank you very little. Anyway. Uh, You're welcome. (laughs) I just want to make sure you you knew I knew what you were saying. Like I keep saying, thank God we didn't trade any first-round draft picks for him. Because we're going to need him. Oh, damn. In any case, so so as far as you see it, I mean, uh, we're expecting a lot of movement here, right? I mean, things are going to look completely different next year. High-level quarterbacks might move. Bo Levy Mitchell might be playing in the NFL or not playing in the NFL. Right. I think what teams are doing, and I actually talked about this with uh, Andrew from the Eskimo Empire podcast over the weekend. Uh, what teams seem to be doing, and I believe this was his theory, is just they, they'll probably do their normal stuff, except the quarterbacks are going to wait until the collective bargaining agreement is signed simply so they know what their top level could be. Because the team may may gamble on throwing a little bit of money at a at a free agent quarterback but what happens if the cap doesn't go up as much as they think right right okay and they're going to be the players that are going to take up the take up uh, the largest chunk of cap 
So they're going to be the players that are going to be kind of waiting and seeing. And maybe they have a tentative agreement and a desk somewhere, uh, but it hasn't been signed. It's not signed, sealed, and delivered until they can write a dollar figure in there. That kind of thing. Well, one would hope with that standing job that Mr. Ambrosia has done as commissioner that, uh, you know, this, this will be pretty smooth sailing. We won't get bogged down in negotiations too much, man. Etc. 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 From the Twitter response, <laughs> it was pretty funny because, of course, immediately after the game, there's a rush to hashtag uh, June yet. But also, a lot of people immediately, especially the Ryder fans, for some reason, uh, pointed out that because of the CBA, that the player movement is going to be insane. Uh, a lot of people are expecting a complete, you know, mess. <laughs> complete. I don't know how to describe it. Jambalaya. Uh, going on this offseason and that uh, all of these rosters could look fairly different. Um, I would imagine the Ryder fans are already uh, planning to parade <laughs> for the day that Mike Riley signs. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Are you considering this uh, inevitable then? No. Okay. They okay. are, but I'm not. <laughs> okay. Since, uh, all right. Some since... Of the, to be fair, some of them are. Some of them are very level-headed and nice people. <laughs> oh, okay. so, wow, that is charitable. You must be in the afterglow of the Great Cup, Joe. You're not still hungover, are you? No, okay. actually, I behave myself pretty well. Oh, wow, well, that's kind of disappointing. We will uh, talk some more. Let's take a brief break here for all of you who wish to shut off. Uh, we're probably not going to talk so much actual nuts and bolts of CFL Canadian football. However, we're going to talk a lot of uh, name-dropping. I guess, and a lot of partying right after this break. you get to go up to that great cup do you think you'll be able to go up next year your boy will be two that's the hope okay. just as long i'm just you know crossing my fingers that when they move the season they don't move the season so the great cup's sitting around and it's birthday but we'll yeah see. yeah I mean, next year is in the in the plans if not science Hilton delivered yet How about this is that? true i have you'll be impressed i've actually begun working on next year with one of the wood cookie guys. So, because one of them lives out here in California, I guess. And yep, uh, so, would be the wood cookie guy. Yeah. The <laughs> wood cookie guy. Yeah. Uh, well, I always get these, I always get all the podcasts mixed up. I gotta say, I gotta say, I forget who does what anymore, but you've got a recent refresher course on this. So let's talk about your awesome time because I am very jealous. Uh, all right, so you arrive there like what day? Like Thursday, Wednesday? Wednesday about midday. Oh, so wow. So okay. I ended up taxiing from the airport that's like halfway to Red Deer. Uh, okay. <laughs> at least that's what I was told. I don't think it was quite that far. but Probably it not. It felt like it. It felt yeah. like it with all the great cup anticipation. So got okay. there, got to um, unpack, unwind for a couple hours at the flight. Then the moment uh, that my um, Grey Cup party partners uh, showed up, uh, we ended up taking off to a place called O2s, which was the unofficial gathering place for the Wednesday night CFL crew. Okay, um, okay, hold on. I got I to gotta call time out. First opportunity to name drop. Who are your party buddies? Okay. Well, uh, the two people that I roomed with were my buddy Cam, who I always m- – refer to when it comes to uh, talking about how I got my start in the CFL because he was the right. one that, okay. dragged, that got me dragged up to Labor Day and told me not to uh, ride a gear to his house otherwise he'd make me sleep in the dumpster. That's him. Right. And then he's and then uh, his friend Casey was along for the ride as well. Okay. Uh, okay. So they so they uh, so they got there a few hours after I did and then we took off. And we saw a whole bunch of people. I I couldn't even tell you exactly who all was there um, because I didn't do a lot of uh, running around the room that night. Mm -hmm. But 
I do know we spent I spent a good amount of quality time with uh, Josh Smith uh, from Podsky Wee Wee. Okay. Uh, Mike from Podsky Wee Wee is around too. Uh, Joe Gasson from the which it's not the I'm trying to remember the name of their podcast offhand. It's the writer podcast on Three Down Nation. I'm sure it's easy to find if you go on over there. They do a podcast. That's the one. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I was blanking on that. It's got John uh, Fraser on it. That's yeah. the one. That's yep. a very nice one. I, I just say it's not part of the uh, Canadian Football Podcast Network. However, I do enjoy that one very much. Yes, that is a very good show. And Brazilian Thai was around as well. Nice. Uh, that made for a good night. Uh, <laughs> okay, believe... why so? Why so? I got to well, stop you again. He, he's a fun guy to be around. Very. And uh, he's all uh, and. I believe he was telling this story, so I feel okay telling it, especially with you, the degenerate gambler that you are. Uh, he won $600 gambling that night, so he bought a round. <laughs> so it wow. nicely for all of us. Nice. Uh, nice. Even because I, I won about, I'm going to brag right here, I won about 600 bucks on the Great Cup. Nice. So, yeah. Nicely done. Yeah, I was very happy with that. But uh, I could brag about that a bit later. I've been bragging about it on Twitter all day. In any case, please go on. Right. I believe Brian from BC Lions Den and a few of the people I knew from way back when my first go around two were around. But uh, the people I listed off before were the people I spent most of the night with. So it was just nice to get in, have a few beers and just kind of catch up with everybody. Cause okay, now this one them. was not an official event, right? This one was just no. you guys just decided to meet. Okay. This was, are you in town Wednesday? Cool. Well, come on over. Have a few beers. We're all going to meet here. All right. CFL Twitter rules. Yep. That, yep. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. Okay. So you get up the next morning around noon. You start drinking. Not quite. Okay. I so? usually waited to. I usually waited on the drinking until into the evening. Yeah. Uh, but I did get up. I actually, I can't sleep till noon, especially a time zone behind these days. So, I had a few hours to kill every morning myself. Usually waiting for uh, the rest of the crew to get up at uh, noon. But, right. <laughs> right. But the biggest thing we did, uh, the two, the biggest things we did on Thursday, uh, the first real official event I got to was the. Uh, three thirty live taping of the two and out show. Oh, that's right. That's right. I still haven't listened to it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you should. Uh, but if you can find a periscope of the pierogi eating contest, oh god, that's even more fun. Oh man. Oh man. No, I am not one for the eating contest. I'll be happy with the podcast. It, it lasted an. It lasted a minute and forty nine seconds. It's not too long and it's not too gross. It was fun. <laughs> I know the outcome, though. I know the outcome. Is that what Brazilian Thai won money on? No. He <laughs> okay. Won money the night, he won money the night before. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would have. I would have bet on Travis. I would have had Travis minus like four or five. Yeah, I have to admit, I did have the professional football player in this one, uh, Zach Evans, and there's more no. Zach Evans to come, too, because he was absolutely fantastic, and he may just very well be my favorite CFL player right now. Wow. Awesome. That much fun to be around. Wow. Uh, but, of course, Travis Travis of Two and Out was there, um, Brazilian Thai. They had uh, Janine from the Mouchoir podcast. Ah, right? cool horsemen uh to do the actual game preview portion of things a lot more podcasters and uh podcast fans around uh that's the first we got i got the uh official trading cards the night before the first time i got to pass them around and i already saw people trading them i know that there's a couple people that are close to full sets out there so uh (laughs) they did they definitely uh did some damage to that um yeah, I saw one. I saw one on Twitter where the guy said, "The tweet was something like, oh, boy, have I got some trades tonight?'" And he had like all of these cards laid out. And he had doubles and triples of some, and I actually like scoped that thing out. I like magnified it to like six hundred percent. I'm like pressing my face to the screen, and sure enough, I saw my card in there. And he only had one, so I know he didn't trade it. <laughs> Were there? Or at least you hope he didn't. Are there some in more demand than others? Uh, it just ended up being what do you what do you have versus what 
you don't have the <laughs> way it was meant to be. That's super cool. That is freaking awesome. That is yeah. Great. So let me just I'll just touch on the cards here because they kind of played a part the whole weekend. Uh, but yeah, it was great to be able to hand them out, to be able to put names to faces. Uh, it was great promotion for our show and a few others that maybe don't have quite the listenership as some of the others do uh, to be put on the same in the same platform as they are. That was really good uh, as far as that goes. So hopefully the numbers uh, reflect that. But even so, um, I will tell a story when I get to Saturday. We uh, are uh, – I should mention at this point that for some readers uh, – for some readers – for some listeners, we are cutting corners a little bit here. Uh, what happened was is that the Canadian Football Podcast Network, I believe, right, uh, yes, is sort of our umbrella network for dozen or two Canadian football podcasts at this point. Um, decided at some point towards the end of the season that what we could do is put together a set of football cards with each of the hosts of each podcast getting an individual card and each podcast uh, getting a card devoted to them. Sort of, I don't, I don't know, I guess sort of a replacement for a business card. But again, it's the sort of thing that you want to collect. Uh, they're really nicely done. Um, Joe, have you tweeted any of these? I don't think I've tweeted out the the looks of them. Uh-huh. I, I can because I actually have some in my hand that need to get in the mail to you and the doc. Uh, uh-huh. But yeah, I could tweet the what our cards look like if people are interested. Super. I know that a few other people have tweeted random cards and such. Yeah. Uh, so they they look fantastic. The Eskimo guys did just a wonderful job on these things. Uh, it was. Uh, how many cards was, are in the set? How many? How many? So there's 48 cards. 48. There's 33 uh, podcasters, individual podcasters, and then there's 13 cards that are like the team cards, quote unquote, the ones that show the full podcast. So our card. So we each have Oz has a card, I have a card, the Doc has a card, and then we have a card for the rouge, white, and blue that has all three of our faces on it uh, with microphones. So (laughs) as terrifying as that may sound, you can always flip it over so you don't have to see the faces. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so there was was 33 and 13, and then they made two checklists at the end. It's actually not as brutal as as Joe is making it sound, folks. Um, No, and actually a lot. They they photoshopped this well. I saw somebody open a pack and pulled out your cards like, oh, that's what that guy looks like. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. This is we're going down a bit of a rabbit hole here, but I got to say this. I you know, I've said this many times. I listen to a lot of podcasts uh, and there are times when sometimes you get like the video version or you actually see a picture of that person and they look totally different than what you pictured. I can just imagine what people think. The thing is. I'm terrified of actually meeting folks in person because this happened to me before when I was covering European basketball. Of course, you know, covering European basketball, most folks are interested in basketball. So most folks are pretty tall and I am not pretty tall. (laughs) You know, I am average height. I am average to slim build. I'm sure that against the rest of you guys, I'm going to look tiny. So I've got two <laughs> stories off of that. All right, uh, let's get first back of on. All, our buddy Joe Balineski saw me uh, about as late in the trip as he could, as we could have possibly bumped into each other, but we did. So I got to check off the final box of the people I have to meet. Oh, there you go. And he's like, "I thought you were taller." <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay. And then second is. You wouldn't be the only podcaster that would be feel a bit introverted in these situations. I'm not going to say who. Uh, it happens to be one of our more um, uh, more accomplished podcasters out there, uh, okay. and one of the uh, more what would I say uh, controversial. Let's just say controversial. But he found himself enjoying himself so much he thought he was going to be a wallflower the whole time. By the end of the trip. As we're walking through the stadium, it was, I can't wait for next season. I can't wait for next 
<laughs> wow. So that person I, can identify themselves if they feel like it. I'm not going to do that, uh, but we did have a fantastic time together throughout the weekend. I don't know who could. Uh, all right, so so Saturday, day before the game? Uh, well, for, we so we haven't, we haven't gotten through Thursday yet. Oh, great. Okay. Spirit of Edmonton. Okay. Uh, which was which is always one of the more popular parties, and it was jammed to the gills on Thursday night. So we stayed away the rest of the time. Uh, did okay. mostly spent the time talking to mostly the same people I had talked to the night before, but I did get to meet uh, the Strulays, uh that night and a few other people that I had not been able to put um, or not been able to see in person. So that was a nice thing. Uh, Friday was two fantastic events. Um, Touchdown Manitoba, which oh, is right. run every year, and is a what you'd call a Manitoba social. Mm-hmm. Do you have any idea what I'd be referring to when I say that? No, but I've heard that before, actually. I got taught this back in 06, the first time I went. What wow. a Manitoba social is, is basically a big open room. They sell beer, and they have some snacks. And you stand in... Usually it's to raise money for some sort of – usually you'd run a social to raise money for a wedding or raise money for okay. a baby or anything like that. Okay. And people make donations, buy beer, that sort of thing. Okay. So that – this was basically a giant social. But you just stand around and talk. Right, or sit wow. around and talk because they had a lot of tables. Oh. Uh, they did have a band playing. They had cheerleaders come through. A lot of these team, team events will have the – a wave of cheerleaders come through three or four of the team cheerleaders in each event usually. Hmm. Um, but I got to spend a lot of time hanging around with, uh, X Pager on Twitter, Chris and, uh, Marcia, uh, oh, from okay. BC right. got to spend a lot of time with them. I hadn't, I've I bumped into them in the past, but I didn't get to spend much quality time in this time. It was a couple hours worth of this, um, of this event that I did, but there were also being the, being the big Winnipeg event, uh, they did have a uh, bar thing at uh, late night too. But this was the big Winnipeg event, so you had people like Michael Shea there. Okay. Um, Joe Johnson was actually there, um, wow. Ryder now, but bomber in the past. Uh, Andrew Harris, Adam Bighill, uh, even Bob Irving and Ed Tate. Uh, and yes, I did uh, bump into each and every one of them. So that was that really made my day right there. I could have gone home at that point. <laughs> uh, but after we left, okay, walking out in the hall, out by Radio Row, and actually not being bothered by anybody, which is a little bit surprising to to be, even though I know I I know the vibe is a little bit more casual, uh, is Bill Stegall. Wow! So kind of the bomber event, like wow, twenty steps That's away, cool. there he was, three to four minute conversation. Uh, wow! Which I mean, where are you going to get that really? Exactly. Uh, even. Even in the event when you're talking to the coach, getting a picture, you got a lot of people around, so you're not going to sit there and shoot his ear off, right? Uh, but so yeah, what did you talk to, to Milt Stegall about, Joe? Well, the the biggest thing we got around besides the obvious fact that, hey, I'm not from Winnipeg, but I wear the Winnipeg colors. Here's why. <laughs> and yeah. he did he did approve of my buddy Cam uh, with his dumpster comment. Right. So that was <laughs> – that was pretty cool. And he did say that when he drove home from Winnipeg to Atlanta in the off season, he made one overnight stop. Any guesses as to where that could have been? Uh, Green Bay. That's not really on the highway down. <laughs> I don't know. I see. I don't drive. So Madison. how would I know? Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> nice. So he, his career ended right before I moved to Madison. Just the way it goes, ah. that kind of thing. But it was pretty cool that, he, that, uh, I mentioned that. I was like, hey, I got a story about that. He used to stay down by the university, so he got into town a little bit even. Wow. Uh, okay. But then after we got done with all that excitement, we went over to the Schooners event, the Down East Kitchen Party. Yes. Where they right. made the announcement of the name. We got to spend a lot more time with Travis, Ty, Josh Smith. Um, Brian was there for a while, too, from BC. Uh, Janine came over. I think that was the last I saw her of the weekend. But uh, just a couple th- – th- three or four hours even of just being around these people that we talk to and we collaborate yeah. and just being able to sit there and enjoy a yeah. uh, few podcast fans were around, uh, came up and talked too. So got to do some introductions that way. 
it was a really nice time. What uh, was the what was right. I mean, what was the schooner thing? I mean, was, was that again a Manitoba social and and was it just like surprise, not surprise? It's Atlantic schooners. Right. It was surprise, not surprise, because they did a big it took 10 minutes to make the announcement. Here's here's the commissioner. <laughs> here's all the people that are involved in this, that, the other thing. I'm sure you could find it on YouTube or what have you at this point. Uh, but, yeah, it was the same idea where it was a big wide open room, tables, beer, and then they also serve things like lobsters where you could actually go up and buy concessions, get a lobster roll and things like that. Oh, that's cool. out east. So that was what they were representing. Is that's cool. Eastern or is the Atlantic provinces. And of course, all the buzzes, it's, we usually call it the schooner party anyway. And that's actually the first time yeah. I did it. Uh, but it was a really good time. They did a very good job putting that one on too. Uh, Saturday was a day I had looked forward to um, all week because okay. it had both the cancer event, the CFO fans by cancer event. Oh, right. Meet up. And the cancer event went as expected uh, back at the same place we had been Wednesday, so I knew where I was going. Uh, bumped into Ron Montgomery. We've had him on the show mm. before. Okay. Uh, he brought a friend up from uh, South Carolina, and he and he brought his son. So, I, and I found out that somebody that we don't even know listens to our show. How about that? All right. All right. Hey, we'll so, take it, right? All right. <laughs> so we've got like seven now. That's great. Exactly. Um, wow. Know, you know, I was just going to say good people and I did bump into them on the airplane on the way back. I'm not run, but uh, his friend, uh, they were on my flight to Minneapolis, I believe. Uh, oh, nice. And I just asked him how the rest of the weekend went because I hadn't talked to him after that. It's like it was cold. And I'm like, yeah, well, up. it was. That's <laughs> that's what that's what I was going to say is one of the minuses that I always put against making this pilgrimage uh, for the Great Cup every year is that, man, I don't want to go from Orange County to Canada. This guy's going from South Carolina you lived to in, Canada. You lived in Hungary. Don't give me that. Yeah, I it know, was, but it I'm was ruined couple, now. I'm ruined. It was a couple degrees below zero Celsius. You yep. could have managed. Oh, yeah, I'm sure I will. I'm not – look, I'm not going to be dumb. I was looking this year at REI for stuff I'm going to wear next year. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to be dumb about this, man. I was born and raised in New England. I remember what that kind of cold is like. I've been to Montreal. I remember what that kind of gold is like. In any case, okay. Uh, most importantly, did you meet anybody from Atlantic Schooners that we can have on the podcast? Uh, yes. Uh, oh, I great. Did I okay. Did I send you over the information yet? Because there's a guy that runs so. the Atlantic Zone podcast. Oh, freaking awesome. Great. Yeah, right. and he's he's done a few shows. He's getting the ball. He's getting everything – The Everything uh, greased up and ready to go for when they actually have a team, but he's having a good time right now. Uh, I bet. I bet. Starting up, and he was at the Schooners event, of course, and we all offered our help wherever way we can. So uh, hopefully we hear from him a lot more in the future. Well, yeah, I'm expecting the Atlantic Zone podcast uh, next year at about this time, maybe. Should be starting up. Um, yep, he's got a few shows out there already. I do need to catch up, though. Okay, how about uh, how about Sunday? Is there tailgating? Well, I'm going to tell one more story about Saturday because I know. Oh, we're great! Okay, this wow. Weekend, so let's not go too. Much I just further. I can't believe how so much the, stuff there is here. Wow, great! Oh yeah, this was this was by far the best Great Cup I'd been to. Yeah, this sounds as far as the festivals went. Um, and I'm leaving a lot of stuff out too, but. I'm hitting the high points as best I can. So the meetup happened uh, back at the same radio station that the To and Out podcast or happened. So again, familiar familiarity with the area makes, makes it a lot easier to go run around and know where you're going. Uh, so the biggest thing that happened there was that Zach Evans got his revenge on Travis because they did do a beer chug off. Uh, oh wow and zach knows the tricks of that he had it down in less than two seconds so travis was left in the dust on that one unfortunately wow but it sounds like now that now that this thing is a thing and zach only found out about the uh pierogi challenge a week before it happened so now that this is a thing of all of 10 days here where there's uh rivalry going on now it sounds like next year Great Cup. Uh, the <laughs> thought right now is brisket. 
<laughs> it's going to be Travis's beard versus Zach's chest hair. They tried to do the Brazilian, but Zach was too smart for that. <laughs> Besides, look, they can't do the Brazilian, man. It's Brazilian tie. That's it. He owns that. I still can't believe that bet happened. I mean, that's a hallmark in CFL podcasting history, the Brazilian. That's that's a, a moment for sure. So they can't do that. I like the chest hair and the beard. Oh, my God. I wonder what the wife thinks about that. We'll have to see. I don't think she was there when that challenge was made. That's, or at least wasn't in the area when that yeah. happened. Well, if she doesn't <laughs> like it, he's got a year to butter her up, right? Uh, but that's okay. I won't lose. I won't lose. <laughs> okay. All right. So, oh, my God. What a momentous occasion. I can't believe you were there to see the gauntlet thrown on next year's eating challenge. Oh, yeah. I was there. I am a witness. It is going down. Is it going to be on the Two and Out podcast? So you just I'm sure if they hear get, these chowing noises. If they get a, if they get a setup like they did this year, I'm sure they will do that all over again. I believe they are the Two and Out podcast as part of the Alberta Podcast Network. Yes, and they were the ones that got the radio station all set up for them. So I want to applaud them nice. for a nicely done uh, job on that. Um, nice. Now to get to Sunday, there was that tailgating because um, it was all league sponsored and run. So the Eskimo Empire could not run their normal tailgate, but I did get to make a visit to the Turf District, and it is as awesome as you think it is. <laughs> okay. The Turf District is, for those not in the know? That is the home of the Eskimo Empire podcast. It is in Andrew's basement, and it puts anything I have up in my house to shame. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen... The live streams. I've seen the pictures. Oh, my God. It's and the insane. periscopes. Yep. Uh, yeah. He, he did relay a story of a player that walked in there, took one look around, and went, this is legit. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was pretty nice. much my reaction, too, but I didn't say those words. Yeah, <laughs> that dude That dude has plunked a lot of money, time, effort, and love into that place. It is obvious in two dimensions. I can't imagine what it's like to be there. So what? You just went to his place? Yep, just went to his place, had That's a cool. 90 minute chat before we both headed off our separate ways to get to the game. And That's cool. Uh, just, it was one of those things I wanted to get down there and just see the setup. Uh, we we were going to have a couple others come around the same time, but both of them had things come up, so they couldn't. So, But it was nice to get to see Andrew and have some quality time face to face because he was a demon this past weekend. He had a lot of things going on, and it sounds like. Uh, it sounds like he had a great time. Uh, his his show sponsor, UCC Edmonton or UCC um, United Construction Company, uh, was rolling out the red carpet for those guys, and mm-hmm. it's just it just <laughs> it, it's just awesome watching them grow and have all the success they're having. Uh, it's just great to be part of this network and yeah, yeah, just get to cheer on our fellow podcasters and look at the heights they're achieving. It's nice that they have the support of the um, advertisers in the community as well, because, hey, they're the home team. You know, there's there's a heavy emphasis on podcasts now uh, in the CFL for fan events like this. And, uh, you know, they're the home team. Now, it'd be interesting to see what, what sort of backing uh, the horsemen get next year, right? Because they're going to be the home team. Right? They gonna... will They will be, and I'm sure that the, and the team rolls out the red carpet for them in general so hopefully uh, hopefully they've got a few tricks up their sleeve for them but even if they just it, they they do a fantastic job too it seems oh, like yeah. alberta does a very good job supporting the their podcasts so, yeah uh really good to see all that uh i do want to make mention one more thing going back to the to the, the meetup which is used to be called the tweet up it's not the meetup but we all call it the tweet up still again so <laughs> uh i do believe a couple of um uh, packs of cards got in the hands of Brody Lawson and a couple of pairs cool. of cards got in the hands of Carlos, uh, who helps run the CFL Twitter account. So uh, <laughs> hopefully we're spreading the word far and wide. <laughs> great, great. I was, I, I want to see a review you know, of the football deck. I want to see, I want to see somebody write about this thing. I want to see what some, some complete outsiders impressions are 
on these football cards because, man, I, this is awesome. Uh, ever since I peaked out athletically at about the age of 12, and I've always imagined that I'd never have a, a sports card. Never. Yeah, I kind of give up on that too myself. Yeah, they don't make sports cards for but journalists. The difference, or... the difference between me and you, though, is that uh, you peaked at some point. I never really did. <laughs> <laughs> I was born on a plateau of sports ability. Okay, so, um, all right, and as for the game itself, I mean, how's the house? How'd you like the – had you been there before? You haven't been to Edmonton, have you? I had not. That was the sixth space on CFL Bingo for me. Okay. Uh, very, um, it, it, you can tell it was built in the seventies, but <laughs> it was very, it's very well constructed. It has, it does have a lot of concourse area, uh, with 55,000 people, it's a little bit squished in there, but that's what's going to happen when you have 55,000 yeah. people anyway. Yeah. Uh, I did make it over to West of us and I missed oh, a few late yeah. scores cool. in the, in the, or the late score in the second and the early score in the third. Hmm. Uh, but it was well worth it. One more time to have to hang around for. I did not see a a bit of the halftime show. I still need to do that, uh, but got to spend some time again. Kind of the final goodbye, the, the last blast of the Grey Cup, saying goodbye to all our friends, and mm-hmm. uh, just getting to hang out and do their West of Us thing for double the time it usually goes. So, uh, lots of pictures out there uh, from West of Us uh, on the Eskimo Empire account. Uh, lots of uh, lots of the podcasters, lots of the card collectors were there. So it was a, just kind of like I said, it was a great way to say goodbye. Yeah, they had a nice picture. They had a nice picture of a few fans um, wearing the colors of each team, uh, and it was pretty hilarious because every single person in the picture had a toque. Yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, it's it's uh, mandatory. It's mandatory. Well, it's cold. What do you want me to? I know. Do? I know. <laughs> I know. I know, but I, as you know, I live in baseball caps. <laughs> so I'm just like wondering, geez, how am I going to adapt? You worry about the damnedest things. In any case, uh, okay, well, great, wow. And then, uh, so I mean, there was nothing after the game, right? You crashed at that point, right? Right, and then got up at 5:15 <laughs> to catch the plane ride home. 5:15, and you only got home at like four. Yeah, I had a three-hour layover in Minneapolis. Oh, fun, fun, fun. Not. Uh-huh. That wasn't the word I was using, but. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, plane ride. Plane ride is always so anticlimactic, isn't it, at the end? All the right. Plane then. Ride, the plane ride up was uh, pretty interesting, though. I, I, I skipped that. I can't believe I did that. Because who there was not only was Matt Dunnigan's parents on the plane, and they saw my bomber gear in the Denver airport on the way up. <laughs> uh, and. They were. They let me know that Matt was very happy playing in Winnipeg and misses it. Uh, oh. But not only were they on the plane and very happy to see uh, people going up to the Grey Cup because they go up every year, it sounds like. But Manny Arsenault was on the plane. Wow, cool. And in first class, wearing sunglasses, you'll never guess which coach wore sunglasses on the plane. Oh, my God. I, how many guesses do I get? <laughs> Half? Wow. Uh, as so- many as you so what do you suppose – I mean, what? how does Chris Jones watch the, the Grey Cup? <laughs> I mean, like, like what is he – is he in one of the boxes? I mean, is, do, I do, he, is he drinking? Is he, is he, he doing barbecue? Except the uh, Coach of the Year award, so I don't uh-huh. even know if he made the game. but uh, <laughs> Probably not, right? Probably had to go home and watch the Clemson game or something. Possible, but <laughs> yeah. So he was, he was there. He was there, uh, I'm sure – I'm sure he was up there to accept his award, which was very well deserved. And it's like I just see halfway through the plane ride up, somebody stand up in first class. I'm like, that's got to be him, doesn't it? <laughs> it? Who else would wear sunglasses on a plane? Well, wait, wait. <laughs> he wasn't wearing black or green. He was wearing black. Yes. I OK, well, there you go. See, that's the other giveaway. Right. right. <laughs> like There he is. And. I didn't. I did not go up and bug him. I didn't bug Manny. It just yeah, they're traveling. It's basically work, I'm sure. So oh yeah, I, just one of those things where I think the CFL fan has a pretty decent idea of when to go crazy and when to leave people alone. And I can't believe I didn't bring this up from the cancer event. Like I said, I'm trying to hit all the highlights, but the <laughs> cancer event had a fifty-fifty. Oh right, Joe yep. Johnson won the fifty-fifty. Yep. 
<laughs> yep. And then he bought everybody around, right? Uh, not my side of things, unfortunately. But you know what? I have no complaints. That he was... tweeted it. He tweeted yeah, it. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. He said, like, uh, what message... What guy goes to the 50-50 and wins, like, X amount of number? And then he, this guy. And then the next tweet was, and then I bought everybody a round of drinks because that's just the kind of guy I am. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I caught that I, I pretty much say, in real time. He was very engaging, very pleasant to talk to. I, I didn't talk to him much at the cancer event because I had seen him at Touchdown Manitoba and like, kind of let everybody else uh, enjoy that. I believe Nick Lewis and Devon uh, Devon Claybrooks were also there at wow. the various points. So uh, just there to be part of the action. So, yeah, uh, I, I haven't even hit everything, but I'm sure you're bored by now. Oh, yeah, <laughs> really bored. Nah, just envious. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you should be because it was the best Grey Cup I've been to. Ah, ah, sounds like sounds like it. We're gonna do this show next week. We could very well do that if we got anything going on to talk about. Otherwise, we can kind of wait for the news to kick back in. Okay. Uh, am I gonna have my gear and my cards by by next week? Depends on how fast the postal service gets them out there and how fast. <laughs> them in the mail in the first place <laughs> that that'll be that that would be my impetus to do a podcast oh wow i got this killer stuff um <laughs> all right let's confer with dr root for the listeners we will be back next week or we won't if we're not back next week i'm sure we'll be back in two weeks uh, we'll be back before the end of the year for sure yep at least one more before the end of the year. Maybe take the time around Christmas off if nothing's going on. But Perhaps. And we'll sign off for this episode. And we can all be jealous of Joe Pritchard for a year. And start breaking out that hashtag, is it June yet? For the Rouge, White, and Blue CFL podcast, I'm Oz Davis. For my co-host, Joe Pritchard, we are out of here until soon. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.